Hey everyone, I'm Adrian Lucas, Global Head of DEI and Strategic Partnerships at The One Club for Creativity, and I have exciting news. The One Club is partnering with the A Dose of Black Joy and Caffeine podcast for season seven to bring you exclusive episodes, preparing you for what to expect at Where Are All the Black People? Where All the Black People is a diversity conference and career fair focused on uniting and amplifying Black voices in the advertising community. Where All the Black People will take place on October 26th and 27th, and you can register at waatbp.org and be a part of this important conversation. But why should you wait until October when we can get the party started right now? Let's get back to another exciting conversation on A Dose of Black Joy and Caffeine. Where you are? I'll, oh, trust me, I know. <laughs> I'm interviewing people, so I'm I like, know. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm like, I've been praying. I talked to God this morning. Like, God, I know I'm not on my knees this morning because I'm in bed and I'm tired. <laughs> but like, let's talk. No, listen. Cover listen. me, Jesus. No, but listen. this is this is a good energy. It's just, um, these are these are answered prayers. First yeah. of all, this being in this role, nice. having this opportunity, um, being recognized this way, talking about mental, mental health. So the panel, and it getting selected because it was amazing panels up there. So being voted and selected out of three is just such an awesome thing. Yeah, absolutely. And trust me, you are in good company. Um, you know, if you've already been listening to the season so far, this is a mix of uh, we've talked to Adrian, you know, so, um, you know, who is like, you know, the curator and the head of everything. We talked to Jimmy Smith, who is the co-founder of Where Are All the Black People? And we're also talking to the Spark a panel um, winners. Um, so everyone's going to get a little appetite. So let, I want to I want to preference this conversation, even as our listeners at home, please just give an appetite because I know you could give it all, but we don't, we just want to, we want to get them a little teaser, you know, to get them to the event. So yeah, but, um, but let's dive into it. I'm super excited to be here and welcome one and all to another episode of A Dose of Black Joy and Caffeine, season seven. And with that being said, when I think about, you know, numbers and I think about spirituality and I think about health and wellness, the number seven um, is also the number of uh, completion for a lot of people when we think about uh, being complete. And so it's no shock and surprise that I would have our next guest on the show, because I think that you have to do a lot of work in order to really understand who you are as a creative, what you bring to the world, this individual is not only an accomplished uh, individual industry professional when it comes to customer service, but also mental health, as well as acting, as well as modeling, as well as anything that she touches. So with that being said, my friend, welcome to A Dose of Black Joy and Caffeine. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. No, thank you, thank you. So for it's the great to be here, I you are an amazing soul. Oh, thank you so much. So for our listeners at home, introduce yourself. Hi, everyone that's listening that should be listening because so many seasons have been worked on. Um, 
this amazing town. Now, do you like to be called Justin? I heard Justin is when it's serious business. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, letting that count out of the bag. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, that's fine. Justin or a do. Either way, either way. I'll but do yeah. a do. I do a do. Okay, we'll I'll do. do. I'll go back and forth. We'll have fun. But yeah. um, an amazing show that I'm on. Um, so I'm Daisha Michelle Hicks, as my grandmother loves to call me. Daisha Michelle, she is such an innovative soul. Um, it, everything started from her placing me in uh, a charm school slash etiquette school called Ophelia DeVore. Ophelia DeVore was one of the first African-American models in the state and when I, in the US of A, the States, and her birthday was on my birthday, August 12th. So I know my grandmother did that from correlation just so that I can embody this charm, essence, grace, this poised. And I was enrolled in a failure of war when I was six. So what happened is I feel like in that very primary stage of life where you absorb, my brain really absorbed like just politeness and courtesy and, and just poised and hello. Wasn't really good for the Brooklyn aspect. The girls wanted to beat me up but oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it works now yeah. but it's from there and then yes being very passionate about modeling because that's where it was geared for modeling I just had the hugest desire for that runway but being the beautiful black woman I am I came with curves before curves was very popular even though I was slender and it was tough to break into that but every time I showed up People said, hey, you should get into acting. And I'm like, I don't want to be an actress. I want to be a runway model. Um, but I did. I took some steps into that. I got an acting coach. Did some stuff. Mm -hmm. um, biggest accomplishment was being in front of Spike Lee and him directing me. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Um, love him so much. And then in the midst of just, of course, working in the arts and modeling and acting, you, I felt like you need to have a job. So doing that, that came with um, just front desk operations. And it started because I was a model, I needed to be slim. So I started at fitness centers, at gyms. That mm -hmm. way my membership could be free. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> coins was tight back then. Yeah. And I could also have, um, based on fitness centers, like the operating hours is usually super early. I'd get there at 5 a.m. I'd be able to be out by one, go on, go season, whatnot. That was my structured life for 18 years. Mm. Yeah, so I did that. And then just, you know, managers was like, you're really great with people. As it, I, I just, but it was nothing to me. I was just like, what? It was like, it was like it's so early and you're so bright and chipper. I'm like, oh, I'm here and yay. And I like the gym. So that just kind of trailed on. And, you know, I did that for many years, but the pandemic, shifted everything mm. um, I wanted to make decisions on vaccinations I did what I needed to do but I wasn't moving fast enough so I got let go and I was at that company for I think 16 years wow let go but it was a blessing um, it was a bold blessing because after that I did temping and I just saw my capabilities in any space, moving fast, juggling, um, being a, an executive assistant for certain spaces, temporary, um, managing business meetings. I was doing certain things at Goldman Sachs and it was just a lot. And I was like, I didn't know I was so capable. And then what happened after that? I worked at Coinbase, 
very amazing company, crypto learning, yes. good salary, one of the best before I got here. And I was like, oh God, life is starting. And then they did layoffs because crypto was crashing. And yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. It's but been fun. It's been a fun journey. Yeah, but good for you to, but good for you to, I mean, you know, make that jump. And I think that that is what I really do admire about your career is that you're, you're fearless in trying something new and, you know, really taking those different uh, steps to jump into something. So I think that that is what's truly beautiful about it. You know, working on your mental health, I think that there's a lot that you have to be at peace with, whether that's at peace with the way that you move, the things that you say, what you're involved in, the way that you look. I think that there's so much around that because we're thinking about it. And I think that the other element too is that you're naturally somebody that is creative, you know? So you have so many ideas, thoughts that you're constantly putting out there. As I looked at your resume and also the projects that you were involved in, I'm just like, I can only imagine the people that you have had to work with, but what have you found to be the secret solution for someone like you upbeat working with someone that is so miserable? Someone that's so miserable. Okay, I don't like to call people miserable, but- I'm not calling the person miserable. I'm just <laughs> calling the situation miserable. And okay, it's um... the terminology and definition of it. <laughs> I'm using it okay. correctly and respectfully. That's my upbeatness. I like to stretch yeah, it. <laughs> that's the only way. That is the only way. And listen, this is a very real conversation because yeah. there are a lot of people, especially when you're creative, you're trying to push through. And so mm -hmm. I do want to go to that extent. Okay. You know, we, we keep it real here on, on a dose of black joy and caffeine. How do you truly push through that? Because you want to get your ideas across the table. You want to do, th do things, but you may have some people that just, because they feel like it's a, that sucks. And they don't know why they're saying it, but you still have to push through that. And I think that you have a plethora and a body of work. I mean, if anyone went on YouTube and watched, I think your acting or your interviews or so many of the amazing things, you have pushed through, my friend. You have. So what would be your advice? It's me sitting here like, you're right. Um, <laughs> you have. Well, have a good circle of people there that you go. speak like this. Oh, <laughs> no for real my it's my my sister who's 29 um we just ping pong positive energy off of each other I call her my mother mentor she's a big component of saying please don't get in your own way Daisha for mm -hmm. a long time um how do I work with energies that's miserable well to be honest because when I'm not in the space it's hard for me to like re reflect sometimes but it was it kind of rubbed off on me. I also felt defeated or I questioned myself heavy. Like, was that a bad idea? Did I come off intelligent enough? I wish I was Michelle Obama. It was a lot of comparison on who I needed to show up as to yeah. have certain things push forward. So comparison is um, a bit of a disease that I do deal with. I'm working through it. I have an amazing backing and staff behind me. Staff, I call my people that's willing to show up for me as I show up for them. Yeah. Um, but it 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 did it did trip me up sometimes, very much so. And it left a stain on me. But I would say, how did I get through it? I'd say praying. Yeah. I say working out. Working out is my remedy to push past like very mucky energy. Yep. Um, 
and sometimes just getting a laugh. I that's why I love the name of your podcast, that joy finding my joy and maybe watching a, a funny film. I'm all about funny films just to like reset myself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. And I think that the listeners will appreciate that too, you know, especially for that one person right now that's like, ah, oh, this person said that. I mean, you know, we're dealing with a lot of personalities and I, I certainly agree with you. I think accountability, um, you know, partners and having a solid foundation takes you a long way. You know, one of my favorite things to ask on this podcast, and we recently been asking a lot of guests this question, if you've been listening, is what is the last amazing vacation that you went on? And the reason why we ask on this podcast is because this is my reminder to either the guests or the people listening at home to take those out of office days. So what's the last great vacation that yeah, you went on? This is good. Um <laughs> Honestly, oh, it's kind of too. I just want y'all to know I do take vacation. So thank you for making me ponder. Um, yes. I'll spend some coins on that. I'll pull out of the 401k. No, I'm don't. We have some listeners that don't. And I hope that once again, oh, this is my reminder okay. to take you. But, yeah. but, but that's why we give them recommendations. So what's the last yeah. great one that you went on? I guess I could say Jamaica. Oh, I, I went to back. Jamaica. What part? I was in the grill. I stayed at Rock House. Ooh, the grill was beautiful. Yeah. Ooh, we were in Montego Bay. It yeah. was my siblings, my um, my sister I went with, but it was a surprise for her. She got engaged in oh, Jamaica. Beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful. beautiful. Um, but we stayed in Montego Bay, but we went up to the grill. Yes. And it was just beautiful. And I didn't expect it coming from Brooklyn, Flatbush. I was like, I have to go to Jamaica. That was wrong with me. Um, it was totally just a beautiful island, fun people. Yeah, that was great. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, we may have Jamaica going up because you're the second person this season that mentioned that. Adrian actually mentioned that her and her family were there for her mom's 75th birthday, I believe. So mm. Jamaica is really, you know, popping, definitely. And what I was telling her, oh. actually, one of the things that I didn't even realize was going to be so relaxing or that I would enjoy a part of the vacation because you just, you naturally forget and take it for granted was being around black people 100% of the time. I <laughs> it, loved it. Yeah, mentally, it just really was like, this feels good. <laughs> and I also give another tip, um, another place I definitely want to visit very soon. I also went to Costa Rica. Nice. recently that's another beautiful like this beautiful black people as well but like you know jamaica is definitely given that black culture and that and even their hospitality was like it wasn't it wasn't like that pristine it was like huh what you need okay yeah. i was like okay okay so yeah try costa rica too i love that well listen you all have heard it here first and yes even if you don't know where you're going Put in those out of office days and listen to another episode of A Dose of Black Joy and Caffeine to get a recommendation. So I think it's no surprise whether somebody is following you on social or even things that you love to share about your vacation that you love to travel. One of my favorite things to look at when I'm traveling is currency. You know, most recently they were thinking about putting Harriet Tubman on a $30 US bill. But if we created a $150 US bill, who would you like to put on it? Tyler, the creator. <laughs> oh, nice. 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 
Why Tyler, the creator? That could be fun. I think it could be fun. I mean, I know we got his story. I know. And that's just so recent. (laughs) But for just that, it's post. Can we just make things some, can we make it fun? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because if this money is coming in and it's going out, like maybe I'll keep it longer. Maybe I won't go to that restaurant. (laughs) I like my Tyler, the creator, $150. I want to put that somewhere valuable. But I just say that to say, we could make it fun. Yeah, we absolutely. Totally yeah. Fun. And he's also, too, the epitome of, I feel like, one of the highest innovative creatives like out there. I mean, love his work, love his music, love his clothing line. So um, listen, we'll take it. We will take that for sure. So um, first and foremost, really excited about where are all the Black people. If people are listening to this podcast, a lot of people will be registering for the event. Remember that you could register at the One Club, or I'm sure you could follow myself, follow Daisha. Um, to that standpoint, you're going to be posting the link. What can people expect when they come? Good question. So this will be my second year attending, and this is how I'm um, going there last year. That's how I was discovered and got this job here like and it was actually in a wellness meditation room mm. and the talent acquisition director Nikki Astor um she, we were just talking she was like this is amazing and I was like yes because companies need this I was like advocating for it she was like do you work here I was like oh no I'm just <laughs> she was like what do you do? And I was like well I told her what I do she was like you'd be great um we're looking for a temp and I Boom, here I am um, on this podcast. So therefore, I say, what can you expect? I say, amazing Black professionals that are giving their point on what they're doing in this advertising, brand advertising, um, this industry that I didn't know of before this. My dear college friend, Akeem, he's also going to be on the panel with me. Um, Yes, he introduced me. He was like, Di, you have to be in there and you're worthy, and your salary, like, we, we pushing that up, like, th- these are one of the positive people in my corner, and I was like, okay, and I came with my resume, nobody looked at a resume, have your LinkedIn together, people, nobody looked at, have a resume on hand, but everyone looked at my LinkedIn, my LinkedIn, and I just love the beautiful, young, black, all ages, with their clothing, it wasn't, it wasn't like blue business blazer, they had colors, that's what caught me, I was just like, what this? <laughs> oh my god yeah it, it was exciting so you can expect excitement you can expect great conversations the keynote speaker last year was dougie fresh I don't know who they're gonna have but he was dropping gems and you know what he was talking about mental health yeah he was he was like if and in your health he said get outside please go for a jog walk your body matters so that you can be here tomorrow. And I think last year around that time, it was close to losing Bismarcky, you know, and that's someone that he grew up with and did music with. So he was like, please, like losing your friends is not a good thing if you're not taking care of your health and your mental health. So where all the black people is just encompassing like everything. And it's a space is a, a, a bunch of um, uh businesses there where they have their tables and they're promoting their business. I say, go and make connections. It's a great place that I was promoting before this opportunity to speak on the panel. Oh, I love that. Listen, and I will be there front center with my popcorn. Don't worry. I'm not going to bring the podcast to the (laughs) event. 
I think everybody has been asking me that. No, I am going to just try to grab a cocktail and just have some conversations because, you know, both of the podcast, even my boys and even, you know, relationship, you know, that I'm pursuing, it's like, wait, am I, am I on the podcast right now? I'm like, no, I just love to talk to people. Um, but where are all the black people? That's the name of the event. And it's mm -hmm. also a question. How would you answer that question? Mm. So where are they? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm looking for them high and low sometimes, but they're at, that event. They're at where all the black people. <laughs> they are there. But come on, but, but, why, but, why, but what, why, what do you think makes people say that? Like, where is it coming from? It's coming from the the real numbers. Um, let me see. Let me pull up my little chart. Like seriously, though, it's about in this industry about eleven percent when it comes to black people holding the industry um, in these like these spaces. Wait, say that industry. again. Eleven point four percent, to be exact, of black people in this industry. I could be like, don't quote me on that, but like it was basically we were talking about um the DEI, which is diversity, um, inclusion. Wait, wait, I'm saying that wrong. No, yeah, you're right. Diver diversity, diversity, inclusion. And inclusion. Okay. And there's and, letters that get but, added every year, but yes. Cause they also <laughs> add justice to that. I heard recently. There's like a J now that they're pursuing for justice. Oh, justice. Well, we need justice. Yes. So it's like, according to D and AD, only 11.4% of industry jobs are filled by Black, Asian, and minority ethnic people, and just 11.5% of creative directors in the U.S. are women. Just a little snippet. Jeez. <laughs> just a little snippet. So where are they at? They they may not know that we can have spaces in these jobs. Um, that I can definitely say. My sister, um, again, 29 years old, amazing. She's one of the people I compare myself to. She is um, a resource manager at New York Presbyterian, and she's great. But I'm but she's tired. You know what I'm saying? She's like, oh, I mean, I'm good. I'm like, you need to come to where all the black people at. Your skill set would be amazing and she is a creative so i think i'm not gonna i can't say everyone's a creative in their own right but she no, if she's i agree absolutely yeah i think so. yeah, I, 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 I hold that true i think so <clears throat> i think um because i feel like i feel like god i'm a spiritual person and but i think that god has given us all um some some foundation emotions that I think that we all have mm -hmm. and creativity truly being one of them. Now, how we utilize our creativity and how we traditionally know it, I think looks different among everyone, but someone that is a doctor to someone that is a DE&I executive to someone that is a baker to someone that is a professional athlete, you have to channel a certain level of creativity to break through the norm. Like that's just, it's just happening. Even my girl, you know, Asia, Asia right here, you know, WNBA, like okay. she's doing some different things. So yeah. yeah. That's a really good point. So you're right. So I'm telling her perhaps there is a different avenue so that you can express your skill set that you've been doing here. And you know, um, sometimes our parents, you know, our relatives push that norm, like, you know, lawyer, 
doctor, nurse, a teacher, you know, but now you can be a, a strategist. You can be a project manager. You can run an office of these agencies. I want my people to see that there's a space for that, just to have an idea of other jobs that they can apply to. That also, you know, I do want to know, I'm very appreciative of JKR, um, the flexibility that I do have, the way that they do um, celebrate me here. I just got an award this year. I haven't even been here a year. Um, for holding one of the, thank you for holding one of their core values when it comes to just being yourself. They represent that. And they're like, Daisha shows up here as herself. And I'm like, oh my God. So, and I want <laughs> my people, I want them to find you know, agency and spaces where they can be themselves. when it's not like that dress code where you can, I come in a, a jersey, a basketball jersey sometime with some pumps and they're like, yes, that's what I'm like, right, this is cute. So we can get out of the mental norm of like what you think it needs to look like, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. I mean, but do you understand like your role in history of how impactful, like what you're doing? I mean, like, I'm serious. You you come on this podcast and like, you're, but like you're literally living it because I think so much of the way that people operate is what they're seeing. And so if mm -hmm. you weren't doing that, then that's not really benefiting the next generation because you have to think about maybe two generations, you know, before us buttoned up, white shirt, uh, tie, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Uh, book, hair back. No locks. No, yeah, no part, yeah. no, like, like, you know what I mean? And so- I don't want you to discredit like what you're actually doing because that in itself is work. So thank you so much. We really thank do. Thank you. I'm I'm standing in my power. I know. I can't <laughs> wait to meet. I cannot wait to meet at the event. Don't be mad if I start acting like the crazy cousin and you'd be like, this is not the right time sitting no, down. I'll be the crazy cousin too. You won't even remember that. Okay. 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 <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have to do that. Well, listen, we call this podcast A Dose of Black Joy and Caffeine. Well, because the guests that come on the show, you all are actually the joy and I am the caffeine. Well, because I'm a little extra at times. But one of the things that brings me joy is music. If you had to select the discography of three Black music artists that you could only listen to for the remainder of your entire existence, which three Black music artists would you like to select? I love my people that's listening to this, right? When I, uh, there's, they're all yelling out Tyler, the creator. <laughs> they're all like Tyler. Yes. Um, Cause he has a good um, catalog that that's I think. That's a good crate. Yeah. I'm listening to him nonstop. Now who else? Ooh. Got two more. Okay. Hold on now. Take the time. Take the time. All right. Tyler. Who do I listen to frequently? Um, I really love Moonchild. It's this group called Moonchild. Okay, they're, they, they're a little white, but we will take they them. They are, but they don't sound it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't sound it. They sound <laughs> every shot day, Erica Badu. Yeah, yeah, okay, we'll take them. We'll take them. <laughs> we'll take them. We'll take them, though. And um... Jeez. I do like Moonchild though. And I, I also see what type of bag you're in. I do like that vibe. Yes. Do you think you need, you know, maybe something to turn it up or just a little? I mean, it's you know, I guess you see me real chill. Um, yeah, yeah, you got a long life. You know, you may need a you mentioned you mentioned you work out. I don't, you know, I ain't working I do, but Tyler covers everything. He could get jazzy. 
Um, look at me pulling up my music thing. I'm like, and I would listen to. Got to get a legacy artist in there. Let's go back. What what oldies we got? Oldies but goodies. Come on. I mean, I want to say Luther. Oh yes. I know you. I I listened to when you interviewed Ruben Stutter. I'm like, Luther is everything. Um, that's also classic. That's why I'm this. This is hard. That's hard because I'm like, I love Michael. <laughs> I love Janet. Uh, okay, okay. I'm like. Okay, okay. Child will cover me and oh, Amy Winehouse. I know that's just who I am. Forget Luther's. I'm sorry, Amy Winehouse. <laughs> and we will take it. Okay, at least, at least, at least we are adding artists that will, that could possibly come to the cookout. So from that standpoint, yes, we will say that. I said black artists, but you, you know, oh man, that ear. I don't be listening. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we'll take that. Okay, sorry. No, it's all good. It's all good. Um, so look, so much of what you have done, I think, has truly been um so rooted in culture. I wanted to ask you because every guest that comes on this show, they get to leave our guests with one dose, not joy, because you've already brought that to so many people in their lives. But what would you like to give the culture a dose of that you feel like culture is currently lacking? I would say like really authentic vulnerability. Mm. I would say that um, I'd like to give them a dose of that. Um, being vulnerable means sometimes just kind of sitting in the uncomfortable or expressing that you're uncomfortable. Um, and, and being able to take feedback and or be silent. So I feel like vulnerability, but being authentic with it, not defensive, like just being vulnerable, like, I'm not in a good space. Like I started saying imposter syndrome is really creeping in my spirit right now. That was me being vulnerable. So I believe that would help the culture a lot just to be like authentic and vulnerable. Yeah, I agree. I think it um it opens up that space for us once again to communicate our feelings, which, you know, for a Black community sometimes that's very, very hard and it's deeply rooted so much that it goes into the corporate world. Cause something that I have recently been saying a lot at work is, yeah, I think I need a minute. <laughs> you know, like I know I am in this, you know, I, I have a huge position. I've always had big positions, many moving parts. You know, I work in social media, but sometimes I am not ready to respond to what you're asking. And I'm also not in a place to respond. So I have no answer for you at the moment. Um, but I think that that comes from a built up culture of something that I had to learn, but also to me trying to restructure, I think, how we move within corporate society to where there's this always on pattern. So I, I do love what you're saying, um, um, authentic vulnerability, because I think that it, you know, it's you authentically being vulnerable about how you're feeling in that moment. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. That may, that, that. That 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 may be the best dose of the season, you know. I, I just don't 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 cancel. I had, to, I had to make up for not saying black music artists. No, I'm like, I didn't no. catch that. Stop it. Stop we it. Don't say. Stop it. Stop it. You're, like, that's not right. Listen, that's not right. That is not right. Okay. Yeah. You're you're talking to a you're talking to an NSYNC fan. So don't do that. Okay? Oh, I feel much better. <laughs> I know, because that's even that's even even a little bit more cringe. Vulnerability. Um, yeah, definitely. So look, um, with your panel, 
um, mm -hmm. for people that are, you know, um, coming and sometimes at panels, there's so much information to digest. And I think that you have been to conferences. Do you have any advice on the best way to like retain the information that you're going to be providing? I think that we don't talk about that enough, but is there, is there anything that you would kind of recommend? Hmm. I'd say choose, you can't be at every panel. That's one. There was a lot of panels. You can't be at every panel. So really try to choose the ones that you feel is really going to resonate with your spirit that you really feel like you can get some insight on, like it can only, it can almost be your own therapeutic session, your own, you know, being a flyer on the wall in these rooms and pick the ones if you need to, you know, get up and like kind of take a moment um, when they have those breaks in between panels, utilize those. Of course, you want to make connects, but there is a lot going on. I was tired. And if they do have that wellness room again, or any type of wellness room, take a moment, take a breather. Please take these breathers in between. Of course, yeah. you want to connect, you want to get your, but take a moment so that you can be prepared for the next panel and sit and be engaged. But just try to pick the ones that you feel like you really need those gems in. And if you need to kind of get up and like stretch and walk away, I feel like just listening to your body would be the best component on like, how can you retain all the information that's coming in? Yeah. Hydrate. <laughs> there you go. I definitely understand that. Yeah, I do think that there is gonna be a wellness component uh, this year again, um, Adrian actually had mentioned that. So um, I don't want to go completely, you know, quoted on that, but they should be doing that. And also the after party, which allows people to, uh, you know, kind of let loose. So whether you need to take a moment or you need to twerk, you will have um, that opportunity to. <laughs> Speaking it, I love yeah. that part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll have the opportunity to let it loose a little bit. You know what I mean? Because you yeah, put it one more thing. If you happen to like go with like a friend or something, if you buy yourself a course, but perhaps you can check out a panel and your friend is there and y'all can exchange notes. You know, so that's another way to like, okay, what did you receive from there? Well, this is what I received. Just just in case if you bring someone along. So if you want to get all the information, you just got to do it smarter, not harder. Yeah, I love that. I appreciate you sharing that for sure. You know, one of the things that, you know, you mentioned is the portfolio. And you mentioned that a lot of people looked at your LinkedIn, but a portfolio is so much of the work that we have created. How do you keep track of all of your creative projects? Oh boy, how do I? <laughs> or do I? Do I? Or do you? Yes. <laughs> um, I, I really just, kind of take a moment and when I say a moment sometimes it could be a weekend because it's been a it's been a, a long road yeah and I really just kind of go through things um I look at the nature of it I did that recently you, you had me do that before this podcast I was like okay what's going on let me look through some stuff I don't want to be found <laughs> out but um just yeah. looking through your, just looking through your portfolio giving it some time loving up on it um going through you know, the projects you've done, seeing if anything you want to take out, add on, um, please, you know, try not to be like me on the moving court, celebrate yourself, say, I've done this work. I've got this recommendation. I've gotten this award. So take a moment, look at your portfolio, update it, keeping track, perhaps bringing someone on that's, you know, a little bit more structured than you. I do have some people that say, can you help me with this? 
Yeah. How does this look? Getting feedback from it and getting some great feedback. So okay. lean on others as well if you need some assistance on curating a great portfolio. I love it. Yeah, you. definitely. I love that. So, hey, listen, you all can start now, but you know, as Adrian mentioned on the podcast, you know, just really come who you are. You could throw away that, oh my goodness, I'm not prepared or I need to have this. You know, you walking in the room is enough. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes that's the best resume that you can have is just a conversation. So while a portfolio is great and, you know, um, we definitely just got some gems on how to do that. Um, there's a lot of ways to think about that. Um, so you mentioned your sister and your little sister. Are you the oldest? I'm the oldest out of seven. Oh my goodness. Yes, I'm the oldest. <laughs> How much of you being the oldest sibling has played a role in your leadership style? I, that's really a great question. I, I, I've been thinking about that a lot. Like I could manage. I'm the oldest. Um, it has shown me to be a leader. It doesn't necessarily mean like leading. You actually appoint people to the best task. That's my leadership. My sister is the one that structure. She got the Jamaica chips together. I was like, how is that going? What do I need to do? And nothing how great. Much, okay. How much? That's my, how much? Those are my two. That, that's like, my that's role. That's it. You know, where do I need to be? So she's the structure one. My 13-year-old sister, she's now just like spontaneous and fun and she has structure. My brothers are the counsel when it comes to advice. So I feel that in leadership, it's also looking to those that's in your team and saying, you're great at this. You're great at that. Let's join together and do this. And you celebrate them. You you say, okay, I kept this team together. You you, you take a moment and you see how you can add to it. But if it's running smoothly, I say don't disturb it. I don't disturb my siblings. Like they know how to do things. They come to me when it comes to the mental health component and the spiritual component. And then I go to them. So it's just about leaning. A leader is really knowing how to sit back and say, okay, how can I assess and help better? But that's just my thoughts on that. No, I think that that's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, listen, it is, it's gifted to you, right? Because there's no, there's no going back from being the oldest. Like, you know, it's a, it's a, it, it's a heavy burden. Um, but I also say from, I also, I'm also saying it from a leadership standpoint, because being a leader is a heavy burden if you don't do it right. And if you don't have that experience and if you're not thinking about different things, but I'm always curious, sorry, that's my airplane icebreaker question. That's the last question I asked before I'm just knocked out, you know, on that plane. But if I'm going to be sitting next to someone, I think sibling order really tells a lot about the individuals that we are. Mm, yeah that's, that's why I, so for them. I can lean on them yes. I can lean on them and they value me enough on how I am um that they support me so I clearly must show up as a good leader they're not like you know ah, I'm tired <laughs> she's like, okay what do, you, what do you need we love you I'm like thank you so much so it's the way you show up as a leader for yourself that allows people to like want to like take feedback and notes from you and say okay we're going to get on this train with you they're going to get on this ship or whatever boat you want to ride and we're going to follow with you but thank you for giving me this role that you know that I can handle and not yeah. micromanage do you understand yeah. <laughs> like Definitely. some siblings are micromanaging like eh, eh. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, throw that, throw that at the throw that out the window. Yeah, yeah. I cannot thank you enough for sharing the gems, coming on the podcast, sharing a snippet as well. We gave you a little appetite, but you all know where to meet us if you want to be there to get the full plate. It's at a dose of black joy and caffeine, and it's also at where are all the black people? Any final words before you get out of here? Um, thank you for having me. Um, my panel, once again, I am grateful and proud because it is speaking about um, anxiety in the Black community, um, in the workplace and beyond. So that's what my panel about. So it's talking about anxiety. And um, even this beautiful, joyful moment, I was anxious because I was like, how am I going to um, carry myself? And I think that just comes from overthinking and just past situations. But right now, um, I want to say thank you to the space of thank you. celebrating me before I even like started opening my mouth. Um, allow yourself to thrive, my beautiful Black people. Please just thrive. Um, find a really uplifting, positive space um, by any means necessary so that if you need to pour in, you have something to pour into yourself. And um, I just look forward to seeing you at where all the Black people at. Yes, yes, definitely. Look for your crazy Ghanaian cousin that may be screaming in the back. Uh, uh, but it's going to be great. So um, listeners, continue to listen to each episode as we get closer to the road of the event. Make sure that you register. It is never too late to register. And also, too, because, you know, it's going to be limited capacity at some of the panels. And if you want to make sure you're at this panel, we want you to be there. As always, stay safe. Drink a ton of water and remember that you deserve a dose of black joy and caffeine. Until next time, I am Adu.